Hey guys, this is Matt with the final episode of season one of the Great Romance Podcast. And what a way to end going back in time with the OGs themselves. This is really surreal right now because we're Zoom calling and looking at each other. And I'm sure none of us have aged. Uh, this is Max Power, guys. This is Chad Carpenter. This is Dustin Sendejas. Hello. And this is Rob Boston. Hey. The original. And so before we got started, Chad and I were kind of talking about do we even remember Max Power songs? Then Dustin no. came on. He's like, I don't remember. So, Rob, you weren't in on that conversation. So let's start with you. Do you remember our catalog at all? I could probably pull off a few songs. Yeah. You know, some of the ones I enjoyed playing a little bit more, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, one, one and only, I kind of like the baseline, but, you know. I remember, I remember, the, oh, you know what, that's actually a good question. You said you could pull them off. We were just saying, could we remember them? Could the rest of you play them? Yeah, I couldn't, nothing, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think. But it's an interesting, I think it. it's kind of like what we were talking about a moment ago, because, Rob, did you... You sort of transitioned into family life, yeah. Like kind of right after, right? Yeah, yeah. So it, it probably makes it more memorable because that was a, a defined period in your life. Where I was saying that, like, not only could I not remember those, I probably can't remember songs from the next three bands <laughs> I played in after that or something, you know? Yeah, that's probably true because I just started playing pretty much exclusively at church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. A catalog of songs that haven't really—they've changed over the years, but I mean, you kind of. Yeah, they weren't exactly hard songs to play. Yeah, worship music, man. That's the it's, thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad knows I mean, that. We just have this little, like, defined period. Like, how everybody remembers stuff from high school. Yeah. It's just, like, this unique thing that happens in your life. Well, it's even going back and, like, trying to think about our shows and stuff. So, I figured where we needed to start was, like, how we met. And so, Dustin and I are related. Dustin is my cousin. And so... I remember Dustin coming back from college and I remember walking down the stairs of your house and you were just like, from my, from my first year, not coming back from. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. From your first year of college. And you were like yeah. jamming on the guitar and I was like, did you learn to play the guitar? And you're like, yeah, I kind of taught myself. And I remember like, we would just kind of talk music a little bit and then did did we start at First Assembly? Rob, were you at First Assembly of God when yeah. Dustin and I started playing too? Yeah, that was my grandma's church. Okay. So, so you yeah. were attend? Were, did you attend there? On and off. Okay. You know, we'd come visit. And, you know, Ebersville was only like 20 minutes away, so we'd come fairly often. So, Dustin, how did you and I start playing at that youth group? Was it just Elon asked, or did I ask you? I don't. I really I don't think, remember. I think you. I think you asked me because you already. Uh, you know, I had been in yes. school band, but I wasn't a performer. But you were performed as like a little kid, so, right? So you already performed at churches. So I think at some point you just asked me, like, "Hey, can you?" you yeah, come play that was it. Because Elon's youth pastor, Andy, somebody, um, was looking for a worship leader for their youth. And then uh, I knew like four chords on the guitar. And so I was like, well, I'll, I'll try it. And then when I saw that you could play, I asked 
if you could play. And Rob, did you? It's like, I know eight. So <laughs> yeah, you knew more than me. Um, <laughs> and did you like come to youth one night, Rob? Or what I happened? So, I think I did, or maybe I met you because if you remember, your dad and my grandma sang together way back in the day. That's it. I think that connection probably happened. That's it. Isn't it fun how we start piecing all this together? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a we're solving a puzzle. We're solving a riddle. So, so then you started playing with us on Wednesday night. Yes. And so it was the three of us. And then who was drumming? Because Chad was playing drums at Dustin's church. Yeah. So, oh. You, wait, who was drumming where? What do you Steve mean? Elliott was playing drums at First Assembly on Youth Night. Oh. And then okay. the three of us started talking about having a band. And not to call out Steve Elliott, but why didn't we ask him to play drums? <laughs> I, honestly, I don't remember any. I don't even remember you being at First Assembly, Matt. Really? Like, my, my only memory of that is with um, Angie Thomas. Oh my gosh. I remember, I remember Dustin asked me, because me and Dustin were playing. Uh-huh. And, um, and I remember Dustin asked me, hey, me and my cousin are getting a band. Uh, would you be interested in playing drums? And why. And why, like, were you looking to play music at that time, Chad, like, with a band? Or, like, why did you go, yeah, sounds great? Uh, I mean, I, I was just playing drums at church, yeah. and, I, and I like playing drums. And I think I think Dustin, we like, uh, you know, we both play at the same church, and, and yeah. I enjoyed it. And he said, hey, would, would you possibly be interested? Like, oh, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, and well, does... I remember... Go ahead. Kind of, to some extent, like more elements of playing with Chad at church, funnily enough, than like, and because I played bass at church, mm. and I remember Chad and I, we played together so much, and of course, remember the whole debacle of like we basically had ten songs that just got, <laughs> so we would like noodle with them a lot. We'd have a lot of the same things we do. There was a lot of. I remember there being like a three-hour worship set. (laughs) There were a lot of shared glances when when like silly things would happen because we would both kind of kind of catch them. You know, certain. I don't know why something so granular sticks out of my memory, but I remember sometimes people's brains couldn't switch to different time signature, so we just played a (laughs) six-eight song, and then like somebody, you know, whoever was leading worship, then would go to the next song, and they'd still strum it six-eight instead of. (laughs) Switching to four four, you know, and Chad and I would look at each other like, "Okay, I guess we gotta follow." Because <laughs> I knew so, yeah, when it was, it was fun playing at playing I, church. I knew when you guys like when when we all kind of came together, like you could tell you and Chad had already played together for a while. So then, yeah. Rob, you had played with us on Wednesday night. Now here's a question, and I and I do not remember this. Does anybody remember like our first practice? Was it at Family Worship Center or was it? I felt that's where we practiced most of the time was your guys' church. But I don't remember, like... Yeah, that's probably true. We nor- yeah, we normally practice at Family Worship Center, but I don't remember our first practice. I think I think our, our I first gig was, like, an Assembly of God church or something, right? Rob, Rob got us our first gig, right? Yes, Rob did. Because that was the Baptist oh, church. It's, like it's so funny how old we are <laughs> because is that legitimately is that that's where she went to church that was our first yes the first place we played right so you we met your wife there that's oh, right yeah, we, okay duh, i should remember this <laughs> Jeez, that, that's what i thought i'm gonna get in trouble for this later <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> <it's like laughs> 
It was the halftime thing for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, man. Yeah. Super Bowl. Right. That's yeah. actually really, that's sort of endearing and wholesome. Like, you guys right? it the first time you yeah. Well, wow. and, and I remember the funniest thing about it to me when I look back was how all of us were dressed. Because everybody looked different because Chad, had you come from work or were you just dressed in business attire? Yeah, I, I feel like I had a sweater on or something. I feel like I looked like the Gap. And, I mean, we had like all different stuff. I think Rob may had on like Ralph Lauren. I, I don't, I don't know. I know there was different looks, like you were saying. We we definitely didn't look like we were dressed no. as a band under like a, I, one genre, and that we were kind of all wearing just all. Different I still stuff. remember yeah. I had cargo pants on and an orange fuzzy sweater. I remember. <laughs> That's what I. Had. That's I cool. did. I one of you had a. I just didn't remember that I got it for us. I thought okay. it was. Man, I don't know. I thought it I was know. a connection that you knew, and then you. I don't know. And then you passed it to me, and it was like, "Hey, this church wants a band to play their Super Bowl thing." And I remember we had written maybe four songs, I think. So we played those, and then I think we played Kim Six A because we played that all the time. Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what we played. I remember I had like my leftover sound system from when I did solo stuff. So we had floor wedges. Um, and then I just remember I, it wasn't very good. I, I mean, like, I'm sure at the time we, it takes like like years to get, yeah. And it just, it was, and I had that really bad black Ibanez acoustic guitar that didn't sound good. And, uh, I, by the I way, I'm. That guitar quite a bit. Yes, I'm. And I'm not saying this as like a negative because, like Dustin, like you just said, every band has their start. That was our start. Like when I look back, yeah, my next band wasn't good either. Like it takes a while. <laughs> yeah. And what you're doing. You're yeah. Bad. And so, um, you know, I know from there, I was trying to think, Dustin, did you play with us for one or two years? If you remember. Or if any of you guys remember, it's possible that it was shorter than two. Okay. Maybe it was. Maybe it was less than two. Maybe it was right around two. It was longer than a year, though. I'm fairly certain. Okay. It was a while because you played on the first two albums, the one we recorded. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Then the second album we recorded the basement of the guy I was working with at Mars Music. Yes. Oh. Which. Which which let's bring this up for a second, (laughs) (laughs) gentlemen. So I. Uh, my wife found the Max Power CD entitled Hold Steady, uh, which, by the way, is not on iTunes or anywhere digital, and there's a reason for that. Um, and she, she goes, let's just listen to it. So she pops it in, and the very first thing I hear is Pastor Brown from the recording clip that we oh, took that right? of him going, Hold Steady, Hold Steady. I remember it was, it was a joke. It was like the inside joke about him, but I didn't recall that there was... Well, it's funny, too, because there's a fairly large band that probably started not that long after that time called The Hold Steady. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I, they may have even toured with Switchfoot or something. I can't remember, though. But maybe yeah, I you, did. You could look them up, The Hold Steady. Maybe I did see them when I was, like, Googling stuff one time, and I was yeah. like, really? Um, and if you remember, yeah, like, they were kind of big. Rob said Dustin played on two albums with us um, because. You know what? Dustin. You were still in the band 
when I got married, and that was a little over two years after our first gig. Oh, okay. So yeah. Right. Okay. So a little. So been around around two years. Like two ish. Well, and I remember. So Rob found Ed yeah. at uh, the illustrious Mars Music for all of your musical needs. Uh, you say that to people now. Oh, that was our sound system came from there because Rob had a sweet discount uh, and used to get us all this gear. So we'd we'd show up these places and we always had like a ton of gear. And I know people were like, how do you all afford that stuff? Uh, and it's because you had that sweet discount, and so we would just, you know, get things. And, like, I remember we got Dustin's half stack through your discount, and we got those big speakers, which I literally think I sold recently. I mean, they lasted that long. You had to recone them and all that stuff. But you brought Ed to the table because we were looking to record and do it local. And there are, I think there are 14 tracks on this album. And if you remember... 14 tracks and 14 different genres. Oh, you you hit the nail on the head, dude. <laughs> because you just start listening. It's like, who were we? And we didn't know. Uh, so you I know think. What's funny is I've since found out that that is something of a, a trope of uh, kids first starting. Really? Bands. Like yeah, playing exactly. that many I've different been in, styles? Like, different scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And lived in, you know, a handful of towns over the last couple of decades. And it is a, it's like a repeating. It's something I consistently see uh, repeated. I think it, you know, it's like uh, I think at the beginning you're just excited, and so everything that tickles your ear a little bit. Yeah. You go, Ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. You know? um, and if you remember, you know, trumpet and tuba. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like there's brass on this, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and what's funny is so Rob and Dustin kind of came from a little bit more of that world than chad and i did so like chad and i didn't understand why you wanted to put brass on do you know what i mean like we just we didn't we're like why we're not a ska band (laughs) why are we putting brass on it and you guys are like no that it's let's do this this is cool because chad like creed was huge then so it was like we just got influenced by it without even trying to be influenced because Dustin, when you go, I can see, and I go, yeah, and we had a song called I can see, and it was a straight up Creed ripoff. I don't know if you remember that at all. Accidentally. I'm sure. I don't oh yeah. Listen to them apart from scrolling through VH1. Yes. Um, but, but we were like trying everything and I still remember you guys laid down all the music and we would go over late, late at night to Ed's house. Cause the studio was in his house. I I want to say Chad, like Chad disconnected. Oh, did we lose Chad? Yeah. Chad come back to us. Oh, there he is. He's back. Um All right. I remember like we we'd go over late at night and do things, but then when it came time to do vocals and this happened all the time, I literally just got in the booth and then they press record and I would just sing every song like straight through and if you missed anything he just stopped there you are chad he would just stop and then we'd go back and do it again and so like even even the process of recording back then it was like you know although there are different ways i mean even nowadays that you can do it you know Mm -hmm. like what's what's your normal process now of recording well like when like when i first started it was isolation and i don't like chad i know you and rob have also recorded and stuff and dustin you've recorded a lot so 
when I first started, it was everybody would lay their parts down separately. Um, and that seemed like there was a movement of doing that for a while. But then it seems like it started to revert to like the Beatles where everybody's in the room together and they're like, let's lay it all down so we can feed off of each other yeah. and then go back and punch things in. Uh, probably not probably not vocals, but like everything else. So like we, I think we isolated. Chad, do you even remember like recording drums? Was it just like, did you start? I would assume so, right? Yeah, I think. I think we started drums. I, I lost you. I lost the internet connection. Oh, that's so all right, man. Yeah. yeah, there was. We're we talking about uh, recording at Ed's. Yeah, we're still talking about recording at Ed's. Guys, this podcast could be four hours long. Go ahead, Chad. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, you got to edit it. I think yeah. we started drums first. I think I think that was right. And then bass. I think so. I think we worked from the bottom up. Right. That's yeah. Which is. You know what I mean. which is pretty which is pretty normal and then like dustin would play guitars and whatever and uh we'd go from there but i i remember i remember ed uh he was fun and like i honestly think i think we recorded 14 songs for like a thousand bucks yeah it was pretty inexpensive yeah i think that's what it was setting up his studio at the time too being a you know a co-employee yeah yeah he was using his employee discount too. <laughs> yeah, because he had a lot of gear, man. He had a lot of a lot of stuff. So, as we're talking about that first album, and I know we've asked this question before, and some of you are like, I don't remember. Do do any of you remember a show that stood out that was awesome, or one that was like really really bad? And bad can mean anything, like. Like for me, one that was kind of rough. Do you remember us playing at the skating rink? Oh yeah, Epting Glen And we and we we crammed everybody on this little triangle half, and we got everybody up there, and somehow even got like our floor wedges because we couldn't put them on the floor because it was the skating rink. Yeah. And I remember it was just we played like, <laughs> like two and a half hours worth of music and uh, did we play a bunch of covers or something? oh yeah we we i remember we always covered like kim 6a and uh, a lot of worship stuff and uh everybody was just skating around and we were like the music i don't i don't even know how we got that gig i just remember at the time going uh-huh yeah there's got to be somewhere to go from here <laughs> i don't know how we got i mean much of anything i think was just through you right matt because you already sang in churches and stuff so you and uh you you knew people that would ask you to yeah i i remember that's probably the thing i learned the most was like how to book shows and um it literally was trial and error you know just like asking people i knew and then my my amount of people was like this and then hoping i think what we always used to hope was We'll play a show where there's a lot of people. Somebody will see us. They'll want us to come to their church. They'll want us to do that stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of just, you know, the Internet back then. I can't remember when MySpace came out. I remember we had a MySpace, but I don't think it was a Max Power MySpace. I think it was a Great Romance MySpace. So when we did Max Power, it literally was I had to call people on the phone. That was it. Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah. It changed rapidly. Yeah, like really fast because even people had email accounts. But they didn't use it like they use it now. So it was literally I would have to, you know, just call people, which 
I don't know. If, I mean, Chad, I remember you from your days at Airmark too. The worst thing in the planet, like cold calling. Oh yeah. I hate. I yeah. I because you know, like you're bugging somebody and you're trying to get in. Um, but we, I felt we still played a lot for like a new band because it seemed like we were always, you know, like busy. And then if you remember, we didn't have a band van, so everybody drove cars. Are loading stuff up in the up in the back of my truck. Yes, yeah, and we would we would try to consolidate as best as as best we could because we didn't have a trailer. Um, yep. I remember Rob driving a Durango. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, I had the Durango too. I yep. do re- I do remember pulling up at a gig one time in the Durango, and uh, or no no in your dad's Hummer. Do you remember that? Your dad had a Hummer. Yes. Yeah, and we pulled up in that, and I thought we were pretty cool, which we were not. But um, okay, so I cut you off. So best you can do best show or worst show, something that you remember from all those years ago. Which, by the way, I never even said this. We formed in two thousand one. So oh, it's two thousand one. Yeah, okay. so it's two thousand. It blends together some for when I was just playing guitar for you when you would go sing places. Yes, and when we were actually, you know, so that that's kind of blurred. Because that's kind of how we started. Was you would come and play guitar, and it was just the two of us, and we're like, yeah, yeah. And I think places I went with you like out of town. Yeah, and I think I remember you saying like, we really need a band. Like, <laughs> you know, you're like, this is this is fine, but we need a band. So. And before that, I think I remember um, playing along with you one of your gigs. We played in the parking lot outside of First Assembly, and it was your Southern Gospel album. Oh, man. And there goes my cool points. Did we play The Day the Baptist Danced? Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. And Chad's like, and that's why I didn't join the band until later. Aren't we all... Uh... Did, did we have a Southern Gospel song on the on the... Hold steady, Alan. We, uh, you we might just turn to stone or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, um, I, I literally when we were listening the other day. Yeah, we had one that had like this thing because I remember. Now we're gonna get stupid, but let's do it anyway. I remember Chad. There was there was a part at the end of that song, and Chad would always mock me, and he would be like, "You might just turn to salt. You might just turn to salt." All right, so best or best or worst show? Any anybody? What are you What are you thinking? I remember. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, I was gonna say I remember. Uh, I have to throw out our first game because I met my wife there. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but then also best and worst. I think about when we won the Agape Music Fest. We got to play there. There's a couple reasons I remember it because we played a great song to win the contest, but we played a different song the next day. And that was just horrible. I swear, people, we got done playing the song and people just looked at us. The worst mistake ever. And I, I'm sure, I'll take blame for it. I'm sure it was like, oh, we can't play the same song because we played success. If you yeah. remember, failure and success. Um, and we won with that. And it was like, we got to play something different. And we played Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> That's, that was the one, I think. That's like the Southern Gospel. It, it wasn't. Yeah, I I don't know, and you guys just went along with me half the time. I'm glad you were nice people. <laughs> but I'm also gonna throw this out there. All right. I flunked band a semester of band in college because of uh, because of agape. Because uh, that we were playing at the exact same time as graduation, 
and the band at SIUE was supposed to be playing the commencement ceremony for graduation. You're right. And I chose to go to Agape, and uh, my professor was a little less than understanding, so I failed band that semester. You're a good man, Rob. Look where it's got you. You grow up and find out that both early bands and shows and college don't matter. Right. (laughs) Right. It was really just a, a coin flip of meaninglessness. Hey, speaking of that, do you guys remember, like, maybe this was just me, like, always thinking along those lines, Rob, of, like, if I don't play this show, this might be the show that gets us signed. Like, did you guys think, because I thought that about every show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did you guys feel that way? Maybe not exactly like that, but certainly in the early days, um, I don't know, kind of like pre-2010, being in band and all the subsequent bands I was in, like getting signed was always the that mm-hmm. MacGuffin. Uh, yeah, it, it was just yeah. something that was gonna that that was the holy grail that was gonna solve everything. Or yeah, like you had to get a record deal, yeah. and then yeah. that would. Remember when if you didn't get signed by thirty, you were gonna ret- you're gonna hang it up. Oh yeah, that came and went, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. You mentioned losing cool points earlier. But I was like, we're all either, you know, we're either at or approaching middle age. Yeah, dude. There's no more, there's no more cool. No. That's gone, man. No. I'm, you know, I can't remember Ralph if I'm older than you or younger than you, but I'll be, I'll be 40 in like a year and a half. Well, we're about the same. I'm, I'm 39 now, so I'll be 40. And Chad and, Chad and I are an age. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or something. I'm just at that point where I'm living vicariously through my kids. Right. Yeah. My son, now that he's you know a really talented trumpet player and guitar player too. Oh, oh sweet. Nice. You know, that, and then my we daughter. Got the most wholesome life. Life. So What's did that? Rob? Did you sit him down and explain to him whatever you do? Don't join a band. Did you tell him that? <laughs> <laughs> that when the day comes, I will. Yes. I don't even think uh, that's as much of a thing anymore for younger folks i mean the, it the, doesn't so seem to be industry has changed like in this small 10 20 year period you know we went yeah. through calling venues to emailing venues to myspace to myspace collapsing to the age of like spotify and itunes right in such a quick whereas i think the way you went about being in a band in 1985 was not that radically different than 1962 you know, it's like things yeah. are basically the same for a long time. Yeah. And then just for the period that we've been playing music, it's just ra- this rapid change. I remember I was watching a video one time, I don't know, in the last year or something, of Spotify hacks, right? Yeah. This young dude, and then at one point he, he mentions, uh, and, it, and for this much money, I can give you my template for DMing Instagram influencers about your track. I was just like, how far, how foreign is this from just 15 years ago to what music was then, like our garage with your homies and you play guitarists? Yeah. And now I'm watching a YouTube video of a kid talking about a template for DMing Instagram. Like, what is, what right. is any of this? So, right. yeah, I don't know. I think, Rob, maybe instead of uh, wanting to start a band, your kids will, might want to produce a track that'll be viral on TikTok or something. So. The 15 seconds is what's the most important. And the, whatever whatever changes in the next... And the fact that the words you, you just said 
half of them, if you would have said that in 2001, they would say, are you speaking a foreign language? Yeah. Like it's, what's it's all new, man. What's a, new. what's a TikTok? What's a, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. man, no, you're, you're right. Cause I remember, I remember paying at the band. We paid for my, MySpace plays because, oh, really? oh yeah. Because if we had more MySpace plays, it made us look like more people listened and therefore we would get signed. Chad, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. And everybody was doing it. So then it was like, if everybody's doing it, you know, why, why does it set you apart if, every, if everybody's doing it? Cause like one of our songs went from like a thousand plays to like 150,000 overnight. And it was like, not, not everybody just discovered you guys or whatever. Dude, you're, that's, you're, that's actually pretty cutting edge that you did that that long ago. Yeah, man. You're kind you of, you still do that, but in, instead of a company, you just go on like five, you know, five or, you know, yeah. You're kind of blowing my mind with this, by the way, how much it's changed. Yeah, you pay 30 bucks to someone in Nigeria, and then like in a week your song has, you know, 50,000 plays or something like that. Insanity. But now now people know what it is, though. So they can look at your Spotify, and like every song is under 1,000. This one is 50,000. Like obviously you should pay for them. Right. Um, So Rob, you said good ones. Did you say a bad one? Or one that you can remember? A bad gig. Um, I don't know if I specifically remember a bad gig. I don't don't think we had, like, horrible incidents. I know that when we became the great romance, and Chad and I were, like, trying to distinguish, like, when that happened. Because, Chad, you were saying, like, half of your memories, you're like, oh, wait, that was when we were the great oh wait that was when you know well because it wasn't as long ago so chad what were what were some that you remember uh and if it wasn't max power if it was great moments that's fine dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I mean as far as max power it'd probably be the same one rob talked about um one thing my wife reminded me of i remembered um she pulled out after we got married later on before when we were dating um my mom had bought a max power uh, um cd and had everybody sign it and um i had signed it put a smiley face on it and you know later later on because that um my mom was friends with with her mom and uh, so even after we had broken up she still had the cd so the other day she pulls out and she goes oh you got a signed uh power <laughs> cd for my future husband <laughs> and that will that will get you some cash on even Hey, by the way, because I'll edit this out. So this is going to go like down because we ran out of time. Are you guys okay if I just send you another invite and we keep yeah, going? Yeah. Cause, and, yeah. and we'll just do one more and then we'll edit it. Uh, in fact, I wonder if I should just let it go out because we have less than a minute. Okay. Maybe I should do that. Let and it then, go. what, you just email? Yeah, let me just okay. let me shoot. I think that's what I have to do. Yeah, in fact. Yeah, actually, I think we just go back on the, the same link, and we can just click right back. Oh, okay, and we can get back in? Oh, sweet. Okay, that's cool. All right. Um, and so, Chad, we'll let you say your your good memory. I hope you have some. <laughs> and then, Dustin, you have something, right? I hope. Mm-hmm. I said you have something good, right? A good memory from? Oh, uh, yeah, I was just saying a small, just like gear advice that I got that was yeah. good, you know, that I remember. Because we haven't talked about your half stack at all. <laughs> I, I've owned a few. I don't, you know, I don't recall exactly what I was playing then. 
I just one was the first one, I guess. I just had that conversation because when Matt Stevens played, he only played half stacks. And, like, remember when that was the thing. Like, that's what... Yeah, that was the standard. Yeah. That, you know, everybody had that. And that, that like... Time. Yeah, and that heavier sound. Because Rusty was trying to get the lick that he played on Reveal Yourself, and he couldn't get it. And somebody goes, it's probably because he was playing out of that Mesa Boogie. Um, mm. Which I think... Did Nick Nelson also play a Mesa? I don't remember what Nick played. I don't remember at all. Probably. He was kind of a metal guy, right? Yeah, he liked... Mesas are very, like, big. He definitely liked the heavier stuff. So, Chad, you were talking about good show memories, right? Because you just talked about bad show (laughs) memories, agreeing (laughs) with Rob on the mistake of playing Sodom and Gomorrah, but we'll just keep going. (laughs) What was what was a good memory, Chad? He froze. No, I lost Chad. That's a nice... Uh, I like that picture. <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep that. He's nice and smiley. I'm going to yeah, take, yeah. take a picture of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm having, I'm having some internet problems. Here we go. There you uh, go. All right. Oh, there you go. I remember a couple, I remember a couple of different shows, a couple of funny ones. Uh, one show where we played, like, this tiny coffee house and we should have never been playing like a full band and we set up i mean we set up all this gear we do all this sound check we do all this work and then we play like one song and i remember the coffee set like runs out starts screaming at us too loud blah 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 turn the stuff down and we were like and then we just said yeah you know i'm sorry sir this this was a mistake uh, I, I don't, I don't, I think we were on the, we just weren't on the same page. <laughs> we ended up tearing everything down and just stopped playing and left. I, I re- That's a surprisingly mature way to deal with it, though, like I, at that time. I remember that, which I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, the fact that Chad and I used to have a little bit of a temper. No. <laughs> and so sometimes we weren't always that calm in those situations but you're right we we did we were just like i don't think it's a good fit and then we and tore i wasn't mellow at all about it he no. was like, oh, great. he I'm not really rude to it. he came running out of the back i remember we that like, oh, yeah okay. and we're like oh, really? oh all right <laughs> buddy all down. We, played, we literally played one song and tore down everything and left and then i'm sure we talked bad about him when we got in the car but um <laughs> all right Probably. I, I do remember that. I, I remember that. Because remember, Rob, you helped us get those huge speakers. So we had, like, subs. They were, like, 18s. And the mains were 15. Right. Right? Like, what were we going to do? Like, that was our only option, though, too. It wasn't like we really had anything else. Because the coffeehouse didn't have a sound system. And I will say this. Like, when I when I started to get older and hopefully a little wiser... I realized how many times we probably could have, like, Chad could have been like, guys, I'll just play Cajon, you know. I, hey, I'll just play in a Dustin would have been like, I'll just yeah. play in a Like, there were times, and Dustin, you weren't yeah, you mean, weren't like this. It was mostly me, Chad. Thing, but... Yeah, yeah. And just, like, r- rolled with the thing. So, like, anybody who listens to this, because there are some younger kids who, like, want to start bands and they're listening. Like, if you get upset and you don't have patience with venues and things, like you're really just hurting yourself. Just go with it, man. Like, play to an. It's like when we would play churches that weren't used to contemporary worship, 
and we, you guys remember sometimes you get the faces and they were like, the whole time they'd cross their arms and they're like, who are these guys? And if we would have just like chilled out a little bit and Chad would have been like, hey man, I'll, I'll play with Hot Rods or, you know, it's something, everybody would have been happier because it turned out to not be fun for anybody. You know, like we weren't having fun playing. They weren't having fun listening. And so that's my piece of advice, kids. Just, you know, just chill out a little bit. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying yeah. that. And Maybe to try to find out the, the vision of the owners and stuff ahead of time. That would, that would help, too, because I don't know if you guys remember this. Like, it seemed for, especially in the Max Power days, we were guinea pigs a lot. Like, churches that didn't have contemporary worship services a lot of times would go, oh, let's bring you guys in. And I don't know why that was. Maybe it's because we weren't, like, big yet. But they'd be like, oh, yeah, they'll they'll love to play and have people scowl at them. And What do you mean, big yet? We, we got big? Oh, that's true. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, you know, metabolism slows down. That's true. Well, I've definitely gained a few LBs, but we won't even go there. Um, Yeah, I, I remember that one, Chad. Did you have another one, Chad, of, like, I had another, I think this may have been the great romance, but I remember uh, you used to introduce everybody in the band, mm-hmm. and then I would introduce you, and I think it was at Godstock, and I just completely blanked, and you walked out to get introduced, <laughs> and that was, that was normally what I would always do, and I'd go to introduce you, and I just completely forgot <laughs> and skipped you. And then because it had the long plank. That long, like, walking plank that every band person dreams of being able to walk out on and play on. on a long catwalk, and it, like, it it was set up, everything was fine, and I just blanked and completely forgot. Because I remember walking to the end of it, I was waiting for my moment, and Chad didn't say anything, because, do you remember, Chad would go, don't get me started, don't even get me started, and you started going into that, and I went, I, like, turned around, looked back, and she was like, "Ah, I guess... Yes, I don't get anything. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> God. You know, God. I think I remember this is after I I was wasn't playing, but I think I remember seeing you guys perform mm-hmm. and do like in that intro, you know, doing those introductions. So was Ronnie was with us then? Filling in for that. Yeah. 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 Because then Ronnie, remember, would always get his. That was his solo moment. Yeah. At least we were consistent so with I, her. I, so I apologize for that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I forgot. You know what? I've I've kept a grudge this entire time. How dare you not in, introduce me? Yeah, because I think I think there were a couple of times that I was filling in for that Southern Illinois band Scuff. You remember that? Yes. That we played with you guys. Yes. I think that happened like two or three times. I do remember that because. Yeah. I think we even played a contest together. I thought you were uh, with them. Probably it is bananas. Yeah. In more the um, the like the, the slightly more insular Christian music world. Yeah. There are so many contests. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, just like in the indie scene, and you go play normal DIY shows and stuff. Like, yeah. Nobody's ever putting out any contests. Well, and again, <laughs> back to what we all thought that's our break we'll win a contest and that'll get us a record deal and then we'll we'll get to that next level i mean we those were some of the to me some of the craziest things because we would drive 
hours upon hours to get to these little things that that in hindsight was basically to take our money because you had to pay to be in the contest like the contest wasn't free and that should have been our first cue uh and we would pay for it and then we'd be like this we're gonna it's gonna happen guys it's gonna happen and then we we'd lose uh and then we'd have to drive like you know 10 hours back <laughs> back home and everybody's like dejected uh but you're right that was like for there was like a big time in christian music i don't i don't think they still have as many contests like i don't see it happening as much maybe people don't have anything to prove anymore it might be that it might be that well i think it's what you said the industries has changed uh and so uh speaking of of that dustin what you're talking about like everybody playing in like the same area and the same bands and stuff what's funny is so raby who plays drums with me the most right now yes. knew you uh, what band did you guys play together in? So this was in band number three or four of mine. Uh, it was in Clock Tower Show. So I played with that band Scuff right, yeah. for about a year. And it's funny, when you mentioned driving back 10 hours, whatever, dejected, I, I honestly don't remember really doing that really? with you. And maybe it was maybe it's blurred from some of those times because, I mean, we did we did some touring in Clock Tower, but especially when I was filling in for Scuff, they would do the most absurd runs where it'd be like, leave Illinois, drive to Florida, play once, <laughs> then drive to Louisiana and play once, and then drive. Like, it, just the most ridiculous things, uh, I guess, saying yes to everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, it, yeah, but maybe. Um, so, yeah, I, I was mostly playing around, like, southern Illinois. And when... Todd and I started Clock Tower Showdown. Raby was our first uh, drummer. And it's funny, so many years later that he's playing with you because he was, I mean, I think 15 oh at the gosh. time. And he, st- he was good then. Yeah. Like, he, he played really well. So, yeah. uh, you know, shout-outs, Raby. He, he's, uh, he was good from a young age. And then his uh, then he had, he had to quit. Um, I hope I'm not telling stories out of school or like embarrassing them or whatever but <laughs> i, I want to say i want to say his dad made him quit because a couple of our band members smoked <laughs> it's like we can't be in this band but i guess in his father's defense he was very young like i said he, he couldn't even drive yet, by the way so. i i am keeping that in because i want him to hear that sure, he probably won't mind He's that's no he'll he'll laugh at it. it is just weird though like how the circle of things and then like even Chad, you and I were talking about so Chase, who plays guitar with me a lot now, you know, Chad was like, yeah, people down in Texas know who he is. It's like it's like I was trying to explain to somebody with Christian music, and you touched on it too, Dustin. Like, it's like if music is a pie, the slice of pie that is Christian music is is so small, and there's all these people trying to get like a crumb, and so everybody i know like oh yeah i played with so-and-so oh yeah and they don't even live in the same area because like people chad that live in texas where you're at have played with dudes in nashville oh yeah i played with so-and-so and it's like they just it's i don't know if it's loyalty or just trust maybe that's what it is like you you get you know what you get with so-and-so and then they just kind of play with everybody um and they you know they start using the same it's it's like the same five guys produce everything the same guy the same five guys write everything so if you can like break through that then you're golden 
I don't know if it was that way when we started. Like, well, you know, in in my experience, just that's it's the same way with kind of every local um, indie scene, yeah, and not not even like regional indie scene. Um, you know, in a bunch of different bands I've I've played in or just like filled in for or whatever, a lot of that's happened. Where yeah. I'll be playing some basement show in you know Champagne. And one of the bands on the bill, I'll start talking about like, oh yeah, I just toured with this like Tennessee band. Oh, I know those guys. Yeah. So that 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 happens a lot anyway, just in the indie scene. I don't know. Yeah. Um. It it is strange, how that, yeah. Yeah, it's just weird, especially when you're so far apart. So, uh, Dustin, what was yeah. you had a story? Um, you said it's more about gear, but but tell it's your not, memory. It's not even, a, even as much of a story, it was just some some little maxim that I and I guess it it uh, ties into like more fun shows where remember when we would go up to that college in uh was it wheaton or oh in chicago Wheaton's? was it yeah the, yeah whatever, whatever that school was where a couple uh we played with like a couple semi-known yeah bands, we played but I remember we played with by the tree um right yeah yeah and that was where yeah. chad and i both wore leather pants that sounds right. Actually, pleather. Oh, it's pleather. <laughs> we we couldn't afford leather pants. We didn't even have, didn't even have the good stuff. Yeah, and I remember it was another one of those types of bands. It was the Normals. And yeah. I didn't know anything about about gear or whatever. You know, I got more in, interested in things from like kind of the music theory mm-hmm. school band side of things, and not learning about gear and instruments or whatever. Uh, I just remember that guy very like because I had this something that like a coworker of my dad's had given him just some crummy like digital effects processor. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, "Hey, my coworker gave me this here. You know, you you want it?" And so I would use it. And uh, yeah, I just remember the guy from the Normals when I was looking at his pedals, pointing out he's like, "There's almost nothing here. Honestly, it's just compressor. There's one reverb, you know, EQ." He goes, "If you just plug your Fender straight into the Marshall, it, it would sound great. You don't need, you know, all this other stuff just mucks up the sound, makes it worse." And that that was just such a simple thing that I yeah. never knew that has obviously stuck with me since then. It's just like, oh yeah, just good guitar, good amp that makes a really pure sound. Right. And the more the more effects you pile into it isn't isn't generally an improvement unless they have a um a, a purpose, you know. Right. Not just a bunch of stuff. Right. Which we which I just had Chase on the last podcast, and he kind of got into that of you know because he has like a pedal board, has got like sixteen pedals on it, but the difference is every one of them does have a purpose and if i said what does that do he like he'd be like well i use it on this and i use it on this on which let's talk about this with rob so like rob had the i would say the most knowledge of any of us as far as sound went fair yeah. rob yeah i mean i was I, I remember I went wireless because I was running sound and playing at the same time. Uh-huh. <laughs> sound check, I'd be playing it back into the soundboard, adjusting levels and stuff. That's what, that's what we had to do back then. Um, and none of us, we didn't have ear monitors then. Like, it was all floor wedges. Um, and so... Well, to be fair, I think outside of kind of like your scene where churches have a lot of money, like, still nobody has ear monitors. <laughs> Unless you're like the 1975 or something, right? Kanye or whatever. Right. I get. I get you. Yeah. Um. But we didn't. Nobody ran tracks either, in the beginning, right? I remember 
remember we had one time there was I forget what song it was, but I remember Chad, we got I bought a boss loop machine and we started a song off with a loop. That's right. Yes. And I believe it was It Amazes Me. That's That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the first thing we ever did with the machine. Yeah. Chris Talman did or something, so we copied him and then later on, I think the great romance, and we started getting in here. Yeah, we we went and started getting track and like using track because Dustin, you would fill in once in a while for even Chase, uh, and we had tracks on everything because um, we always that, had we always yeah. had to give you like well, you know be like ears and we stuff. Florida and back. Yeah, because Chase and I talked about that when Chase and Colin and those guys first joined the band. I thought Corey played bass, and he goes, "No, Dustin went and played at Disney with us." And we yeah, had like, I, yeah, I did just, just that one thing. Yeah, and we had like no practices, and then we played in Disney World, and they didn't, they wouldn't give us ear monitors, and so they, Chad, you'll appreciate this. They they let us run our tracks because we had to, and so they made our drummer use a floor wedge and turn it to a level where he could hear it, so you could hear the click in the house, and if there was too much silence, he would start playing like a ride. <laughs> to try to cover it up i'm like this is disney world they don't have better than yeah so that that was that was a fun a fun well, moment. like i said it's not necessarily common outside of i mean that was my only time like that run with you in 2012 i i mean i've still never been in nothing i've done since then has been uh with you know right in ears and and tracks and, well i mean uh, you know there's been some loops of people I played with, but that's more like there's just one channel that the drummer runs usually. That's right. like to the right. to the MacBook next to him or something, and the drummer will have a metronome in his ear yeah. to keep everybody on. And I but remember yeah, it was the only time that I've ever played with an act that was in ears, stuff going through the whole time. Yeah. I've never before seen a, a pre-recorded because a lot there's a lot of same songs that that like worship bands will play, so there'll yeah. be common tracks and stuff. I'd never knew that was a thing where you have a voice going chorus what is this yeah yeah um and chad did you get that drum pad when we were still max power because you started playing rob did he have that thing because he he would start playing some sounds like digital sounds and and i don't think i think that was after was that after you yeah i don't think we had it because I remember then it would cue certain things, and it would give us fits, like, all the time. Like, you'd ha- you know, you'd just hit it, and it would start, like, one, kind of like a track, kind of like a loop, and then and then you'd hit it, and you'd be back <laughs> back there, like, hitting it, and sometimes the other one would keep going, and you just kind of keep it cool a little bit and start start doing that. I I do remember, like, like you said... have come a long ways. Oh, man. Well, all of this, I think that's what this is teaching me is just like where we started and how music has changed so much and like the industry and playing in bands and and chad and i talked about this before how you know all this was our goal and i don't know how you guys felt but like our goal was always if i could just play music for a living then i would be happy in the beginning what that meant was if we're honest, get famous. That's really what it meant. But we've found ways to play music for a living and no, and none of us are famous. You know what I mean? But like, 
I didn't know there were ways to do that. So, I mean, like, you know, I lead worship at my church and I play with the band. And that's the main source of my income. But I can walk down the street. Most people don't know who the heck I am. And I wish I could go back in time uh, and just tell myself, like, young me, you know, there's, there's, like, don't get so stuck in the, the label thing. I think that's what drove, I don't want to speak for all of you, that's what drove me was I had to get signed. Like you said, Rob, if you don't get signed by the time you're 30, I'm quitting. That's what drove me. And now I, I hear that and I'm like, how stupid was it? But I was young uh, and it's helped with, you know, I'm a youth pastor now. And so I see these kids sometimes and they kind of think they know everything. And and instead of getting mad at them, I just go, yeah, I I was you. I, I remember exactly what you're going through. And then I try to like walk beside them instead of get upset with them you know and i and i don't know like you know rob you like dustin said you're a family man how many kids do you have rob four right four i thought it was three four and what do you do now like i know you play i know you play at church well do you still play at church sometimes yeah I play. yeah and um i i, I play with trains you know, oh I, I work in logistics at a petroleum petroleum additives Oh jeez. Yeah. That sounds fancy, Rob. Was, you know, in grade school when in career day. You know. <laughs> that's that's the one you're like, I wanna be that guy. <laughs> I have made it, yes. Do you, let me ask you this and then I'll ask you guys this as well. Uh do is there ever a part, Rob, where you kinda miss the days of doing the band thing and traveling and I stuff? Do. Yeah. I do. It was fun. Yeah. It was. It was great. But I mean I knew early on I wanted kids and a family and just hit that point where it's like, it just, I didn't see it working together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's tough. I mean, even as we've talked about this, it takes so much of your time. You know, Dustin, how many bands are you playing in now? Right now? Yeah. Well, I, I've got my own thing and then there's a girl in town that um, I had just started playing for in the fall. I mean, obviously the world's different now. Right. Um, and I was on tour with another guy actually when it got Corona canceled and we had to come back. Um, so yeah, I, I guess one, in addition to myself, one at this like semi permanent or, um, I guess the go-to person and then, um, plenty of, uh, just whenever they come up kind of stuff. Yeah. And Hey, and what is your, um, your solo project is called what? Oh, it's called Little Ghost. Yes. So, like, on Spotify and iTunes and, you know, yada, yada, all the stuff. Yeah. Uh, I th- there might there might be a couple artists uh, with that name. Mm-hmm. So, my I think my Spotify picture right now, it's um it's three people, and it's on, like, a, a porch, and it's dark, so we're kind of darkened, and we're wearing, like, Christmas lights around us. Yes. So, that, that's, yeah. so you'll know, it's super-duper mellow, like, whispery, peaceful you know, yeah. it's not driving music. It's like going for a nice walk music. So if, you know, people out there are interested. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out and, and pick it up. And I'll put a link when I post this stuff up too. So people can check it out. Uh, Chad, I know you have one little boy, Judah. Um, yeah, he started uh, kindergarten today. Oh my gosh, man. I was having to be the teacher. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Because we live in that world now. I forget about that. Um, and you play at Gateway in Texas. 
Yeah, I play at Gateway, and then I play for uh, a few other worship leader and artists. Yeah. And teach lessons and stuff like so that. So still playing drums and still doing your thing? Yeah. Right. Still getting, still getting to play drums full time and and, uh, and be a dad, which is awesome. Yeah. Husband. Yeah, it's it's like what you said, Matt. We were we were so focused. Uh, we put way too much weight on getting signed. Yeah. And and really, it's just, uh, man. When, when you when you just, I look back now. I look at Max Power Day. Like everything. I thank Dustin for letting me come along on the ride because I look back. Just everything. Everything's a blessing. Uh, everything God's blessed me with, and, and I'm just grateful for all of it. Mm. And. Uh, it's like if you just walk in that gratefulness, and it's good to be driven, but you know, just compare yourself to own personal growth and, and not others. Right, um, right. Because yeah. in comparison, somebody I, told I me hear. you always lose, so just don't do it. You know, like just just be happy with what. Because like, the one thing I can say about all of you, and you can send me a text and correct me if this is not correct, but like everybody seems happy. You know, like everybody likes their life. And you're doing things that you love and you have family and friends. And I I would say the same thing. I just, I wish I would have appreciated it more in the moment. Um, because I do remember when we used to have, which I can't believe this, when we had practices that sometimes lasted three and four hours and we just kept playing the same songs over and over again. I, why? I don't know. Maybe we heard that's what you're supposed to do. But like, I do remember in the middle of all of that, like, us having like fun and silliness too and i wish i would have appreciated that more instead of the all right let's get serious let's get back let's get back and get focused because we got a show coming up and we got to be tight because so and so might be there in the audience and they might and i just you know and and i know people do that and uh but that's what i would tell anybody else who's listening to this like just you know do what makes you happy and if you're not enjoying it probably should do something else that's i don't know chad if you were still playing with me at the time we were at a camp and the speaker he had traveled with some bands i was like hey what advice do you have because we used to i used to always ask that of every band we played with and he's like when it stops being fun um it's time to quit and i was like well this will never not be fun and like i still love having a band but this is no secret the travel gets me a little bit because I am on the other side of 40 now and my back hurts when I drive a van for a long time. And so, you know, it's just like that part of it is just like, eh, I'm, I'm okay sitting at home. I, I actually love doing this. And, uh, is, if there's not to put you on the spot, but like, if there's one thing, um, Chad, you kind of just did it. You kind of gave some advice to people of like, you know, not being so driven and appreciating the moment and, and realizing how blessed you are. Is there one thing the other two of you would want to leave any musician who's listening to this and they're like, I want to play music for a living. Is there something you would tell them? I know this is the million dollar question, but Rob yeah, and Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go first, Rob? I'll, I'll noodle. No, Unless I, still you don't have think, anything. I still have to think of an answer. So okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you, you go ahead. Or, uh, this is a well-researched show. Uh, I don't know if you guys know that. Can I take it slightly meta? And where you said, like, yeah. any, I, I know that's a, uh, that's from community. Than, what's a, what's a more polite term than douchey? I don't want to say douchey, but I can't. Um, self-absorbed. Whatever, I'll just say stupid. Okay. Uh, Meta is kind of a 
stupid word, but I can't right. think of any, anything else. Um, that that refrain of, uh, like you say, who wants to play music for a living, mm-hmm. I, I would kind of question where that comes from because when I hear, well, just anything out in society that seems specific like that, mm-hmm. but I hear many people say it in like the same words, um, that can be someone's opinion on like a, a news story or a political controversy or just what they want to do in life. And when yeah. I hear kind of said the same words by many people, I kind of suspect that um, it's a little bit, maybe they've just heard it somewhere else or it's like slightly programmed. And so yeah. they just assume that's the goal that I should have or I'm supposed to have. Yeah. I think the reality of uh, human life is that you don't really have life goals exactly like you things like desire and uh you know goals motivations whatever belief it, it can be one thing monday and another thing wednesday mm. and i see what you mean what, what you care about at lunch can be different than what you care about at midnight or whatever when you go to sleep so uh i would almost say just don't even i don't know just like a shoe goals like that mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's my advice if you think you have a goal that i just want to blah mm-hmm. um instead question where that goal came from ah. like self-analyze yeah and just I, I don't know um maybe see if that really is uh truly yeah your goal because i think goals make more sense short term you know yeah like i'm i'm buying this thing because i need it to clean my garage or something right. whereas I'm 17, and my goal for adult life when I'm 45 is, oh, that's ridiculous. You know, right. You shouldn't think of something. Right. So, yeah. If that makes any sense, I guess that's it, right. Yeah, it, it actually does. What about you, Rob? I don't know if I call this advice, but I was thinking about just the way, I guess, priorities and my outlook on things have changed. Because back, you know, Max Power days, mm-hmm. same thing. I wanted to play. Yeah. That's what I, I wanted to do. Anything else, I wanted to play. Yeah. But now it's come to the point where, especially from having kids, like I'll say when, geez, this has been like five years ago at this point, which also throws me off. But, <laughs> or, yeah. Like when my son started playing in bands and I was able to volunteer and help, like beginning band, because mm-hmm. um, there were just weren't enough teachers. And I told the band director, hey, I play. And, you know, I'm sure he had tons of parents that said, hey, I played trumpet back in high school, but. After I got together with them, he figured out I knew what I was talking about. But <laughs> that may actually help. Yeah. And just being able to teach kids and help out. I mean, just watching my kids grow up and how talented they are and their friends. I mean, in O'Fallon, where we're at, we're one of the nationally ranked marching bands in the country. Jeez. And that's just incredible to watch, too. Yeah. And just, I didn't think when I was that age I would enjoy sitting back and helping out and teaching. I get what you mean. Just some of the like my own recording I've done of other people mm-hmm. um, with some of my equipment. Just I didn't really think years ago I would have enjoyed it as much as I do now. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get what you mean because I'm starting to to get like I don't know. I, I'd say blessed by watching even like the youth at my church who some of them are just learning music, and so they they kind of you know like they kind of look at what I do and they're like, some of them want to do that. And some of them just want to play kind of like you said, but like when they have like a breakthrough moment, you know, um, and I'm not trying to compare it to like being a dad, but 
but I'm the same way as you is I get more enjoyment now out of watching other people succeed. And what drove me then was me succeeding. And hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully that's maturity. I would, I would hope so. Hey, and let me say this, this is as heartfelt as I will get. Um, so, you know, the great romance has like been, because I count max power, like 20 years of me getting to do this. And so everything has to have a beginning and if I've never told the three of you before, um, you know, if it wasn't for the three of you, I would not be doing what I have been able to do. Like, it had to start with somebody, and you guys were a, a huge part of what the great romance has done. So, again, not saying success or whatever, but if we've had any success, if it wasn't for Dustin, Rob, and Chad, there would be none of this. So, like, thank you guys for, I didn't know what I was doing. I think we all were learning at the time. But, like, you know, having that moment of us, like, figuring this out together, uh, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't I mean, like you said, Dustin, about what words mean, like, a podcast, I didn't know what that meant. Um, And I wouldn't even be able to get to do this. So, like, thank each one of you guys for just, like, all the time you all donated Rob, the money you donated, um, and, and the time, and just like you know, we we did practice. We practiced hard, and we were aspiring to be better. So uh, this, honestly, we haven't even scratched the surface. But it is really hard to remember some of the stuff because it was so long ago. And I know, like, as soon as we get off of this, I'll go, oh man, why didn't I talk about such and such? But I appreciate you guys like taking time to do this uh, and uh, just keep doing your things. And uh, I'll put something out, Dustin, about your music and hopefully people will buy some stuff and support you too. So, uh, yeah, th- cool. I mean, there's nothing to, there's nothing to buy. You don't got to buy nothing. Okay. All right. It's, it's all, you know, it's all free, kids. In a world where all media is free. It's all so free. So I'm not going to try to tell you to uh, drive a horse and buggy when they're cars. You know? <laughs> Like it's on Spotify. If you feel like paying for it on iTunes or Bandcamp, you mm-hmm. can. But we all know you don't have to. So that was a that was a really good Dustinism. I'm not gonna Thanks. tell you to drive a horse and buggy when there are cars. I. You know what? On that note, this has been the Great Romance Podcast. <laughs> uh, Chad Carpenter, Rob Boston, Dustin Sandeos. Thank you guys. You've been my guest today, and that's the end of season one so thank you guys for being on thanks man thanks